listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello! You're listening to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio with your host, Deb Wolf. And with me back again, I'm told it's been over a year. I can hardly believe that. Stacy Mantle from Pets Weekly. Welcome to the show, Stacy. Well, thanks for having me back again. You know, it's been a good year, I'm sure, for you and Pets Weekly, because I've looked at your site and you've got record hits. Awesome job, Stacy. Well done. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're expanding out into horses and critters and everything else. So we're finally kind of getting out to where we want it to be. It's been a lot of fun. You know, before we start with the show and we're going to talk about Pets Weekly and some of the products you've featured, the idea here is we'll tell the audience about some of the coolest and craziest and strangest and most amazing products that have come out for pets, what works, what doesn't, so you don't have to buy it to figure out it doesn't work. So that's what we do when we talk on the show, but we also throw in some other things. Stacy, since, uh, since you mentioned the heat when we were talking ahead of time, and you are in Arizona, I do want to let people know all across the world, because... Even if you're not in Arizona where it's the desert and it's wickedly hot, even if you're in a place that most of the year you don't really have to consider the heat in the car, right now, most places, a dog dies fast. There have been 15 children already in cars in the United States that have died this year from the heat. There's usually around 40. So don't leave your dog, your cat, your kid in the car. Stacy, have you got anything to add to that? Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't realize it, but the pavement gets incredibly hot. So please make sure your pets have boots on or keep them off the pavement or the asphalt. You don't think about it if you're in an area where it's not really warm all the time. But I'm telling you, you can fry an egg on this stuff. It causes severe burns to pet paws. So just be extra cautious and uh, be aware of it. You know, that's such a valid point. And it's not just heat. It's smoothness, sharpness as well. you got to really think about this. Your dog is barefoot, right? So there you are going for a run. You think you're doing the right thing. I'm going to run at the beach. Here I go. And off you go running. Well, what if you're on gravel that's so sharp it's cutting his paws? Or like Stacey just said, concrete that's so hot it's literally frying the skin off his feet. Or even grass, especially in areas like Palm Springs. You don't get a lot of water, so all the grass is kind of fake and it's used gets sprinklers. It's sharp. It's not soft. It's very, very sharp. So you know what? Think about this. Pick a place to walk around your dog that's not smoking hot. And it may mean looking at the clock. It may mean you take your dog for a walk in the morning or you take your dog for a run in the evening, skip the midday all together. Dogs wouldn't go out in that time of day anyway. You don't see wolves hanging out on a sunny beach, you know, reading books. That's not what they do. They're, they're shade creatures. And uh, if you do take your dog to the beach, bring some shade, let him swim, cool him off, make sure he stays cool because dogs do overheat. Cats are usually smart enough to do what they need to do if they're allowed outdoor access, but you got to make sure that they can get in, that they do have shade, that they do have water. In a way, make sure someone's checking in on the cat. Because what if the air conditioning kicked out? You know, what if? you got to think of the what ifs when you've got pets. So be really, really careful with your cats and your dogs and your kids and the heat. Okay, so Stacy, what is, because I know I prepped you for this. I told you we could go, tell me what the weirdest, craziest, kookiest thing you've seen in the last year is, please. What is for sale that would just surprise me? There is a new product on the market called Madra Moore Mud. 
And it is literally a bag of mud for your dog. that You can give your dog a mud bath. And it does have a practical purpose. It can help with conditioning the skin. Yes, it makes your wallet lighter. That's what it does. And it messes up your bathroom. So then you get to invest in cleaning products. Are you kidding me? A mud bath for your dog. Is this, at least tell me it's therapeutic. At least tell me it's for a dog with a hot spot. And it's, is it, is it medicinal in any way? Yep. It really is therapeutic. It does help clean and protect and it helps with irritated skin, flea relief. It helps your dog to shed a little easier. So there, there are practical uses to it. So I guess there are places in the world where your dog can't find mud to roll in. I don't know if I've ever been to any. Is that a really a problem, Stacey? I really couldn't tell you. I mean, this is a very specific mud. It's They have a soothing mud and they have a flea relief mud. I mean, it's very specific. It would be like going to a spa and getting a mud treatment for humans. And so this is this is for the person who wants to do with their dog what they do themselves. They give themselves a mud bath or ceramic clay mask or whatever, and they're going to do their dog at the same time. Exactly. This is for the pocket pooch, isn't it? I think I know what this is for. Yeah. This is for the mommy and me dog. Yeah, the dog who rides in the stuff that's designed for babies, really. I understand. Okay. Well, like, yeah. yeah, it was an interesting concept, so... I'm sure like those dogs that never get to get dirty and never get to roll in mud would appreciate a mud bath. But most of our dogs, they find their own mud bath just fine. And the thing about that is when you do have a dog that likes to stick its head under the water or roll in the mud or do things that for us humans are a little bit icky, disgusting, instead of stopping him from doing these things, if you know that there's nothing dangerous there, if you know it's just stinky muck, nothing toxic, then rinse him off well at the end of it. Let him have his bliss. Let him have his fun. Let him have his therapy, if you will. (laughs) Just rinse him off. A lot of the rashes and skin problems that we see are completely prevented just by a good hosing down. You know, if the dog sits with the salt water or the mud water or the contaminated water of any kind on it, it either has to lick it off or absorb it through the skin and fur. So just rinse it off. That's the easy way to go. And then your dog can have his natural mud baths whenever he wants, as long as you pack extra towels for the car. What about the best thing, the most interesting, clever thing you've seen come out in the last year? Have you got anything that'll just surprise me? Well, you know, it's not really too surprising. Well, there's there are some surprising things, but probably the best thing that I've seen come out that's useful is the it's called the cat urine extractor and it's from earth balance it's all natural and it it is something that really works it uses ionized water and a molecule lift technology and it really does get rid of stains and odors and and it eliminates the pheromones so animals don't go back to the same place they marked which so this is like a cleaner this is some kind of cleaner but exactly yeah it's it's literally a cat urine extractor, but it works for all animals. You know, just cats seems to be the most toxic when they go. So, you know, so when, you first really- said it, when you first said cat urine extractor, I thought it was like a veterinary tool to get the urine out of the cat. I thought, oh, no, 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 no. That's fantastic, because the way we do it now sure isn't good. You have to sedate. The, you know, it's a big deal. It's not, it's not <laughs> easy. True. It's not easy to get a urine sample from your cat. You have to take it into the vet. They can do it. They can catheter your cat. Most cats are not willing participants for that. So, you know, (laughs) I thought, wow. But no, that's probably a more commonplace problem than anything else I ever hear about on the radio is why when people call in with a cat, the most common problem I ever get is my cat doesn't always use the litter box. Always, 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 always. Every, every time I do a call-in show, the board lights up and there's at least one of those. And, you know, the answer is more litter boxes, 
placing them where the cat doesn't get freaked out, like by the sudden noise of a furnace bumping or a dryer turning on or something like that, a shower, you know, put it in a place that they can come and go easy. They won't get trapped in there. It's calm. It's quiet. There's nothing crazy going on in there. And maybe have more than one, even though you only have one cat. In case it ever gets locked out, what choice has it got if it can't get to its kitty bathroom? It doesn't have a choice. It does have to go. When you have two cats, three cats, four cats, they will not all use the same bathroom at the same time. And nobody likes to wait. So one cat will end up, it's called resource hoarding. He'll end up deciding that it's his cat litter box and nobody else gets to use it. Or the cat's going wherever they can because they can't get to get it. You definitely need more than one litter box. And not all in the same area where Mr. Mafia Boss can guard it. You need a couple around the house. People hate that. So before you get a second, third, fourth cat, think about it. You're going to need a second, third, fourth litter box. But once you have the accident, and this is what Stacy's addressing here, once a cat has made an accident, for whatever reason, you didn't clean it enough, the dryer went on, the door got locked, whatever, something happened. And in the life of your cat, there will be one accident, at least sometime. So what do you do? It'll just keep going back there. You might not smell it, but it does. And it'll keep freshening it up with a new dose of urine. So what Stacy's suggesting is, and what's this product again? It's called Cat Urine Extractor, and it's from Earth's Balance. And, you know, the thing I really love about it is it can be used any place that you can use water. So your carpets, your couches, your concrete. I mean, it really literally works on everything. And it doesn't, you know how when you use an enzymatic-based cleaner, you often get the fading on the carpet. That's After you clean the spot, after time, it eventually fades the carpet. This does not do that. This keeps it really clean, so you really wouldn't even know there was a problem at any point. And I really love the technology behind it. So it's a great new product for, you know, for keeping pets in homes, because that's one of the leading reasons that people get rid of their animals is you know, when they soil and they're not supposed to. Right, and people will think it's a chronic problem, an unsolvable problem, a problem that is either, you know, keep the cat with him pissing wherever he likes or get rid of the cat. That's how they think the problem is when really, no, 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 no. You have a, a signal to your cat on your carpet permanently there saying this is the bathroom. So you get this cleaner, you get rid of it, and you don't have to get rid of the cat. You get, you do get rid of the peeing wherever he wants. You get rid of that pee spot, but you don't get rid of the cat. So I think a lot of us think, oh, the cat's just stuck in his ways. He'll never learn the litter box. That's not true. He's stuck in the way of going where he smells his scent. So make sure his scent is only in the litter box and you've got a litter box trained cat. It's pretty easy. Most cats really want to use the litter box. Declawing, sadly, can interfere with that because they have a lot of pain with declawing. And I want to just say something about that since it's coming up. When you dock a tail or when you declaw a cat, you are not just doing a cosmetic thing. The tail is part of the spinal cord of the puppy. The nails on the cat, where they declaw a cat, it's as if in human terms, it's as if you had your knuckles cut off. So this is not a, pe- a pedicure, a manicure, and it's so not necessary. Cats who get declawed are not less likely to do damage. They're more likely to do damage. And they're in chronic pain, so they have bad attitude a lot of the time. They're likely to bite because they can't get away and they can't scratch. So they're, they're really in trouble. So please don't ever declaw your cat. Give it to someone who can handle it if that's your choice. Don't declaw it. it. You know, so often people declaw the cat and then they give it away a year later. And that's just, oh, double whammy for that poor animal. 
It reminds me of foot binding in China historically and how cool that would have been to those little girls. So, okay, let's get back on track with some of your products because you said there were some other new ones in the last year that would blow my mind, but maybe not quite as, as practical. So we're going to go to break, Stacy, and let our advertisers say a word or two, and then we'll be back to the animal party on Pet Life Radio with Deb Wolf. And my guest today is PetsWeekly.com. So check it out while you're listening to the break. PetsWeekly.com. We've got Stacy Mantle, the editor and founder, creator, writer, basically <laughs> the dog walker in residence, owned by several animals herself. So we'll be back to talk more about dogs and cats, and maybe you'll hear one of my goats screaming in the background or one of my puppies playing. And we'll talk about that, too, on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. Stay tuned. Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. It's dinner time in America where more pet parents trust PetSmart for natural and expert-recommended foods than any place else. And now, we've added more than 100 new varieties to our already wide selection of your favorite brands, like Simply Nourish, Authority, Wellness, Science Diet, and more. Do what's best for your pet. At PetSmart, happiness in store. Go to PetSmartDeal.com to find out this week's coupon code and save up to 30% on food, treats, toys, and more. And get free shipping on orders of $49. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Inside the VIP room. With the hottest party in town. Back to the party. Let's go. Hello. We're back on Animal Party Pet Life Radio with Deb Wolf. And you can hear this little growling and kerfuffling in the backyard. There are two standard poodle puppies left. They have been sold. They're being collected in a week or so. And they're just having a great time wrestling in the shade of the trampoline on a hot sunny day here at Camp Good Dog. So you might hear them. You might hear screaming. And Stacy, if you do hear screaming that sounds like infants, it is not my infant. I do not have to go. I do have goats. And goats know just the note to hit to get the human to come run to them. So you might hear my goats sounding like they're in trouble when really they're not. They just would love it if I'd come over and feed them or pet them or give them some attention. So what about goats? Have you got goats in there at Pets Weekly? You know, we haven't done a lot on goats, but we do have some plans to cover them very soon. Um, we're really expanding our website out and covering all all manner of creatures. And goats are on our list, along with chickens and ferrets and all kinds of things. So we have some fun, fun stuff coming up. And, you know, I told you about the chicken bibs last year and the chicken diapers. So we're going to be covering some chickens this year as well. 
and a lot of people are keeping them as yes. pets. In their yes, now. you did. Chicken diapers so your chicken can come in and out of the house. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> you know, I have chickens. I love chickens. I think it's a real mistake for people to think that chickens are across the board. Every single hen is stupid which we tend to think. And we look at their behavior and we say, look how stupid they are. Or we have these misconceptions about them that really suit the fact that we want to eat them and we don't want to feel bad about it. But don't really reflect what's going on in a flock of chickens. They're a lot like watching fish in a tank, except that they have distinct personalities, each chicken, and they behave with each other and their surroundings in a certain way. And it's, it's very interesting to just watch them, to just be having a drink on the patio and hanging out and watching what they're doing. The rooster has his entourage of clucky hens taking care of him, almost like um, Elvis Presley with a bunch of groupies. They're always following him. They're always grooming him. They're always taking care of him. And they're different ones because once a day, every hen ovulates. And when she ovulates, oh, she's very interested in him. The rest of the time, not so much. So it's a constant changing of the guard of groupies. And then he, of course, does what he's supposed to do, which takes a second. It almost looks like they're playing leapfrog. You wouldn't even think that it could be possible that he's fertilizing eggs with this motion of leaping over the chicken that he does, or leaping onto her and leaping off again so fast. But the rest of what's going on, he rolls over logs for them, he protects them, he does a lot for them. And they, they some of them like to suntan, some of them are pr- really always on the lookout for food, you know, the, the more uh, food-motivated hens. But some of them like to fly, some of them don't. I don't clip wings. So they really do have a lot of personality. I can see why people are getting fascinated with chickens, but I do think they belong outside. I wouldn't put a diaper on a chicken. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it, Stace. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, actually, I'm trying to incubate some right now, and I'm not having much luck. We did our first batch, and they should have hatched, and I don't know what I did wrong. So it's going to be sad when I have to tell the kids that we're giving up. It's past the days, and we do not have little chicks. We're going to have to try again. But um, all this stuff is really good for kids, and Pets Weekly is stacked with stuff for kids. So maybe we can highlight that and then go back to the, the clever products. Because if you've got a kid who loves animals and you go to Pets Weekly, what can they find, Stacy? Oh, they're going to find a lot of fun things. We have some graphs to teach kids about, you know, responsible pet care. We have several books out, So You Have a New Kitten and So You Have a New Puppy. And those are text leveled with lots of photos and ways that they can really be involved in the caretaking of their pet and be responsible and color and do activities that relate to their animals and teach them what kind of care actually needs to occur, how much responsibility really goes into taking care of your pets. So we love those. Um, We always offer infographics that can be printed, you know, things that teach kids how to recognize dog behavior so that we can decrease the number of bites because, as you know, the majority of bites that are are registered with with the states are with kids under the ages of I believe it's 12 a lot of this is yeah you know what the, that behavior so the most likely victim and this is good for people to know if you think you've got a tough dog that makes good decisions and he's well trained but he's tough and he's edgy and he doesn't like kids think again because the most the most often targeted human by any dog the most likely to get bit person in the world is a boy age 6 to 12 not a robber not a vandal a kid a kid on his way home from school, a kid who maybe cuts through your yard, a kid who maybe reaches over the fence, a kid who doesn't know how to respect dogs. True, but your dog should like kids. All dogs should like kids. All dogs should know the difference between a robber and a kid and a person with malintent and a person who just loves dogs and is walking by. So 
get your dogs out there and teach them the difference. That's really, really important. It's usually unneutered males who do the biting, which is interesting. Yeah, and- they're, they're way overrepresented. So if you don't have a good reason to breed your male dog, why not just neuter him? He'll run away less, he'll bite less, he'll cause less trouble, less likely to get hit by a car, less likely to get certain kinds of cancer. If you're not with a purebred dog in a breeding program with every puppy already spoken for, then maybe now's the time. What do you think, Stace? I totally agree. You know, and a lot of it is just not recognizing or being a part of their behavior. I mean, you really need to teach kids how far they can go with pets and how to read those, the behavior of animals. If an animal wants to get away, you need to let them get away. If it's just recognizing signs and unfortunately we don't teach kids how to do that. We expect the dog to step up. That's not necessarily how it needs to go. We really need to teach our kids how to respond and recognize behavior in pets. So. Sometimes I think it's role modeling too. So the parent has a way with dogs, loves dogs, pets, every dog they see. The kid copies that. The kid doesn't exactly know how to read the body language of the dog and gets bit, you know. And I'm really, really mindful of that because I'm that that person who touches all the dogs I meet. And just yesterday I was at a store. I pulled up. I had a friend with me. He was going in to buy something. There was this truck in the back of the truck. There was nobody in the truck. In the back of the truck, unsecured, was, but it's in the farm country. It's probably they were just on a very, very short trip. But still, unsecured, there was a gigantic pit bull bigger than normal pit bull but purebred pit bull and beside him a a rottweiler same size two dogs and um i didn't touch them yet i walked by them my friend sort of gave the car about a 10 foot (laughs) distance went into the store got what he wanted i went into the store got my chocolate came out and i saw the dogs begging they were begging for my chocolate so i started talking to them no you're not gonna have my chocolate dogs don't eat chocolate well one of them starts giving me the happy face and he's wagging it he's trying to get me to pat him and he's saying to me bet me bet me bet me but i'm looking at the edge of the lip of the canopy and the truck and I I said to him out loud I said I'm not reaching my hand over there as I thought it because he's probably trained to bite anyone who reaches in right but no kid would know that so it'd be so easy for a kid to make this mistake anyway the dog totally wanted to be pet so it like moved so its head was like leaning out and then it closed its eyes anyway so I stroke in this dog then the other one comes up and he wants stroking too so I'm petting them both then I get back in the car and I start to drive away and the guy next to me he's in shock He's literally breathing heavy. He's sweating. He's like, I can't believe you did that. I was so scared for you. I can't believe you did that. But to me, there was no threat, no danger. I didn't even think about it. I was talking to them. They were talking to me. I would never do that if my kids were around, ever. Not in front of them. I would say to the man, excuse me, are those your dogs in the truck? And he would say, yes, those are. May I pet your dogs? You know, something like that. Because I'm always trying to show them the right way to do it. Because kids copy us. They really, really do. And they think they can handle things they can't. And they reach over the top of the head of a dog they don't know, which is when they get bit most of the time. Or they get scared in the middle of interacting with a dog and they run off and a dog will chase them. And that's when trouble ensues. So you really, if you've got a kid who's a little bit afraid, go to a dog park, pick the happiest looking, sweetest dog you see there and ask the people if you can interact with it. Maybe give it a cookie, maybe even walk with them for a while. Get your kid relaxed around dogs and get your kid used to reading them. There are programs all over North America at shelters and SPCAs that are free that will do this for you. So, Stace, I think it's, it's really good we hit on this issue, although it was kind of by accident. But, uh, <laughs> but it's important, you know. I don't want to see it's dogs It's very getting- important. Yeah, and, and like I said, we try to make it really easy for you to train your kids and train your pets by offering really interactive graphics and things that 
that will really help the kids and you. I mean, and of course your pets. I mean, we want everybody to be happy. Well, let's take a look at some other fun things because we've got some. Uh, we've got a new. A lot of technology has come out. Oh, and okay. I know Gadgets. You know that I'm a fan of technology. So some of these are really interesting things. You know, PetSafe.net. They they hmm. are. They sort of founded the electric collar industry, but they they're really moving beyond that. The static correction is way out and they know that and they have really started to get into the positive training with some really creative, interesting products. And one of these that we saw was the Auto Trainer. It's an anti-bark treat dispenser that teaches your dog not to bark through positive reinforcement. And it's a little device that sits in your kitchen or wherever. And every time your dog stops barking, he gets a treat. So, Dr. Ian Dunbar, who you know, I'm sure. Ian Dunbar, he's my buddy, yeah. He's a great trainer, and he's so not into, he doesn't understand why anyone needs to shock or hurt an animal ever. You don't get results that way. You get results through kindness. So, he's kind of like the the antidote to Caesar. He's before Caesar, and he thinks Caesar's taking us back 20 years in dog training. He used to be a veterinarian, practicing veterinarian, and he's got this whole program online. I think it's called... um, I dog, I think it is. Anyway, he's he's awesome. So yeah, Dr. Dunbar. So he helped with this. Right on. Yeah, he helped develop this. This was actually his idea and PetSafe took it and ran with it and developed this amazing trainer. And of course is still working with Dr. Dunbar in coordination with this. But anyway, yeah, it's it's a little device that sits on wherever you want to put it in your room. And if your dog is like always barking, what happens is when your dog stops barking, he wears a little collar. And whenever your dog stops barking, he gets a treat. So he starts to associate that with, you know, the positive behavior and the association. And he learns not to bark anymore. And it's really ingenious. I'm so really thrilled to see them going in this direction. You know, Dr. Dunbar, he told me that one of his first insights, he was still a veterinarian and he was working in the field and he would go visit horses and he would hear the horses talking to the young girls who rode them. The young girls would come to, you know, feed them or care for them in the morning before school or after school. And he would hear how these girls would be such, you know, baby talking and kissing. And these horses would do these tricks in the stalls and the horses would be whinnying when the girls were a mile away and, a mile, you know, and this whole thing. And it was a real contrast for him because he, he had a lot of experience watching men, grown men, professional men, train horses the way they thought it had to be done in a very strict firm, perhaps comparatively to the young girl's technique, unkind way. And he noticed the difference in the results. And that was kind of his like awakening, his uh, light bulb moment. And I remember him telling me early on that it's all in the voice, that these girls have the voice, that they make happy and good sound so good to the horse or the dog and bad sound so not good. Whereas the men, they always sound the same. And so this was part of his mission, was to teach men to, to be able to communicate to dogs and cats and horses and not have that monotone tough guy thing going on all the time. And some of it is timing. This device you're talking about, he and I talked a lot about timing, how the person actually only notices the dog when it's barking. So the dog gets all the attention for barking, never for quiet, you know? And this is so, so like him to create something like this. So I think that's great. Okay, so we're going to go to break and we'll come back and finish up. Stacy with... Pet Life Radio, Animal Party, and we're talking about PetsWeekly.com. Stay tuned. It's Deb Wolf and Stacey Mantle. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere, because the best is yet to come. Stick around. 
Dogs leave fur wherever they go. It collects all over the home. There are many tools designed to stop dog hair spreading, but their effectiveness varies, and afterwards you have to clean the tool, then the floor. With the Dyson Groom Tool, you simply deploy the bristles, then gently brush the coat. Loose fur is removed, while dead skin and allergens are captured by the vacuum. And to clean up, you simply release the trigger. To get this awesome Dyson Groom Tool, go to DysonDeals.com. That's DysonDeals.com. Hi, this is T.O.D. Anderson, and I'm the host of Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. We're going to talk about a variety of topics on canine behavior and training, all based on modern methods that are fun for you and your dog. We might be talking about other critters, too. So join us on Get Positive Results. We'll talk about common issues between you and your dog, answer your questions, discuss different activities you can do with your dog, and keep you posted on current canine news and products. All this on Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. You're, you're, you're inside the VIP room. With the hottest party in town. Back to the party. Let's go. Hello, you're back. Yes, we're here at the party. It's an animal party on Pet Life Radio with Stacey Mantle and Deb Wolf. PetsWeekly.com has brought their dogs and cats and horses. And I've brought my goats and dogs and cats, chickens and bunnies. That's all I've got right now. Thank goodness, because I do rescue things. But right now we're, we're in between rescues. No foster dogs, just a couple of puppies to adopt out. If anybody listening wants to see those puppies, you can go to Facebook, Camp Good Dog, and see all the dogs that stay at Camp Good Dog out here in the Pacific Northwest. Just north of Seattle, near Vancouver, B.C., where we are, Maple Ridge, Camp Good Dog. And uh, there's a lot going on here. We have a good time here. But right now it's summer here and it's really hot. We started the show talking about the heat. I just want to make sure people are bringing enough water for their dogs. If you ever think your dog is too hot, then cool them off with cold water, not ice. If it's really bad, get them to a vet right away. Make sure you always have water, cool water available for your pets and shade. Okay, so Stacy, what else have you got for me from Pets Weekly that I missed this year? You know, this year, this was when I don't think I talked to you since the dogs drove cars in Australia. In Australia, the SPCA there and some shelters decided they would get some attention for their dogs. And some of the really, really bright, tall, long-legged dogs who use their forearms a lot were trained to literally drive automobiles, cars, uh, on a test circuit, like not on the road with people. But they drove. These dogs would signal. They'd look both ways. It's so funny to see the video. I couldn't believe it. Have you seen that? Yeah, that was totally amazing. Love seeing that. So, Stace, have you got something cool on your site to share with us? We don't have much time left. So maybe one thing, one thing you could pick and anything else you think people should see. Well, they know where to go. Go okay, to pet- let's- Let's go to cats. There is a new type of catnip on the market that's made from, it's called silver vine, and it's in the kiwi family. So if your cat doesn't normally respond to catnip, this is a really neat option. I mean, you can go with the catnip, the silver vine. It's a great thing for animals that don't normally respond to catnip. 
and oh, you can nice. get because yeah, there's about 10 to 20 percent of cats just don't they just physically chemically don't react and people think oh my cat's too uptight no he's not uptight it's just physically impossible but maybe it is possible for him to get that euphoric playful kitty high that so many cats enjoy all the time from catnip with this new plant they've found that's really cool all my cats are you know hooked on catnip so i don't think but i would like to find out if there's overlap if the cats who are into catnip are into this too only about half of mine are, and they really respond to this new silver vine that's on the market. You can get that from thefieldpet.com. And again, that's from thefieldpet.com. Uh, really neat website, and they specialize in catnip and different types of catnips. So between that and valerian root and catnip, you should be able to find something that your cat responds to pretty well. Well, Stacey, we've run out of time. You know, I was tempted to say to you, ooh, can you get them to send me a sample so we can talk about it on air? But whenever they send those samples, <laughs> they get shredded like mad by my cats. It's so funny. Get the package in, put it on the counter, turn around, make a coffee, turn back, and the package is open. The package is everywhere. Kong sent me something once because of you. And, and inside, I asked for dog toys, but inside were catnip stuffed cat toys as well. And, you know, like, I knew that without looking at the label. I knew that because it was just clawed apart it was like that's for us mom well we do have (laughs) things coming to you from earth balance that you need to check out a tick kit that you can send in and have the tick analyzed to see if it has any you know diseases that you might have been exposed to so we have one of those coming to you and and the urine stuff that i was talking about the urine that's kind of a freaky subject i'm really freaked out about the ticks in the lime because they I mean, they just say that it's spreading all over North America now. It used to be in confined areas and that people who own dogs are more likely to be at risk, they believe. I mean, they've not done studies or stats on it, but dogs get it a lot. Dogs get ticks a lot. Dogs are low to the ground and naked running through the woods a lot. So, you know, it, it kind of makes sense. So wearing long things with a secured elastic at the ankles and, and wrists and hats. And I don't want to do all that, Stacy. I like running around here. The weather here is so amazing. I know you just came from a sailing trip up here. I mean, it's cool at night. It's hot in the day. You hardly have to wear any clothes all summer long. I don't want to do that. And I certainly don't want to worry about, I mean, I do use all the products you're supposed to, preventative products that I get from my vet for my dogs and my cats. And I'm just hoping, you know, brush them all the time. I bathe them regularly, keep them clean. I'm just hoping that's enough. But you're freaking me out. You're freaking me out, Stacey. I I better (laughs) take this earth balance test and find out. Once well, once all. you get it, we'll have to come back and talk about it. Oh, no. That sounds ominous. Talk about my results. Yikes. I think <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather be sent on a dog training mission than reporting back or a cat training mission. Oh, I saw the funniest thing on this show. I don't even watch the show, but it was the opening of it. It's called Crash and Burn. And right at the beginning of the show, there's this uptight guy. I guess you're supposed to hate him. He's rich. He drives a rich car. He's very fancy. Fancy, fancy convertible. And he pulls down an alley to, to do a shortcut to get to work. And this the homeless person, I guess that's who it was, with a little Jack Russell, the, he stops the car. So the guy has to stop. And then he tells the Jack Russell, go for it. And the Jack Russell jumps on the hood of the car, jumps on the top of the car, on the top of the sunroof, and pees all over the car. Then jumps down again and they leave. But oh my goodness, it was just so poignant. It was like, oh yeah. Now, I mean, I watched one minute of the show and I already knew which guy was supposed to hate and why. You know, it was just like, oh, even the dogs pee on this guy. (laughs) Yep, I get it. And well done, dog trainer. Well done. And what a disaster that would be once you brought that dog home after training on the set for a week and he wanted to pee on your car. 
Well, I feel sorry for the owner because that's what's going to happen. That little Jack Russell's going to be peeing on cars the rest of his life looking for biscuits. Okay, so Stacy, I hope you'll come back in a couple of months and talk a little more. Absolutely. I would love to be a part of that. All right, right on. Okay, yeah, let's make it a regular thing because I'm back. And I want to be at the party. And I know you want to be at the party. Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. So everybody, we're back. And we'll be talking to you again really soon. I've already got a show lined up about dogs and how exactly they're able to smell the things they are. How do they find the lost child? How do they find the duck? How can you maybe do something with your own dog that taps into that? Because the lady I'm having on is one of the most experts in the entire world on training dogs to scent when it really matters, when it's work. So we're going to talk to her about how we can play with our dogs and have some fun with some of the skills they've got that they use for work that are skills beyond our human capacities. So we'll be talking about that next time. And we'll have Stacy back on in a few weeks talk more about all the crazy things we come across that you can buy for your animals the stuff that works the stuff that's great and if you've got kids or you just love pets go to petsweekly.com and check it out she's got everything there thank you stacy thanks for joining thank us you. you have a great great week all right you too bye-bye okay everybody now if you want more of me deborawolfonline.com is where to go and in the meantime until next time be good to your animals Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.